Hey, greeting spacers, it's Isaac. I wanted to pop in today as this is going to be our first backstage episode for season two. And I want to go ahead and tell you about today's topic. It is a community spotlight interview with the folks at Critical Crafting. They create third-party expansions for the tabletop community with a focus currently on D&D 5e. This interview was done a few weeks ago in the build-up to the release of their brand new Patreon, which is now live and ready for your patronage. So you're going to hear me talk about it and be really excited about it in, in the build-up for that, but now you can actually go to Critical Crafting's website and check it out. And I also have another announcement. Today, you'll notice that there will be no lore segments, and there actually will be no lore segments for Starlight until 2022 proper. Why? Well, simply because I have a lot that I'm juggling. I wear a lot of caps. So I am running the show as a host. I am the DM. I also do all of the audio. And frankly, I was just getting a little bit burned out. And so I'm going to take a few more months to just have one less thing off my plate and kind of plan what's going to come for 2022. So thanks for your patience. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. I think you're going to find that it's really cool what the folks at Critical Crafting are doing. And if you get a chance, check them out. Enjoy. Here we go. Roll for ignition. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Doing well. I'm Cameron. Nice to officially meet you now, I guess, right? Yeah, I know, right? It's it's so weird when you're like meeting people for the first like for the first time over technology, but you've kind of been chatting with them for a while. Yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. Hey, is that Dylan? Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Isaac. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, man. How's it going? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, you know, I can't really complain. I'm over here on the West Coast up in Seattle. And this year we haven't had any smoke in the area. I mean, the Canadians have, but it's been nice because last year we had a week straight of just like pandemic and being stuck in the house because of the smoke as well. And so I would say we're, we're living large now. <laughs> it's wild. And it's an interesting world that you can be like, you know, it's a good day. We weren't smoked out of the earth, you know. <laughs> right. This place we call home. <laughs> so I know you guys, you guys are all the way, are you guys in like, I'm just guessing, but like for some reason, Connecticut is what's coming to mind. We're we're in Indiana, so oh, kind of closer to that, that than you are. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, you're, st you're still quite a few hours ahead of me, so uh, I know it's yeah. late and I don't want to like take up too much of your good. time but nah, you're good man my I, geography is terrible now i'm looking like where is connecticut in relationship to us i was not good at state orientation in school <laughs> i don't think any of us were anyway not i i digress <laughs> <laughs> yeah guys i i'm super excited to have you on um it's great to have you guys on the starlight podcast um What's awesome about this is we love to do like a community give back where we spotlight local creators and because you guys you guys are always doing such cool things. On the podcast today, we have Cameron DeFord and we have Dylan Olney. Did I say that right, Dylan? Yes, you got it. Awesome. And when I first met you guys, you guys were originally... Uh, that I knew of the hosts of the Table Talk podcast. I know you guys have released something. I think it was early August and I haven't seen anything recently, but the content you guys were putting out in there was awesome. And then as I dug more and got to see a little bit more of what you were doing, Dylan, you have a, just a bad ass crafting <laughs> channel. One of the best that I've seen. And thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Critical Crafting is the name. And when I last checked, you had about 10 three K subscribers. Did you know that? I, I did. I've I'm I might watch it regularly to check how many how many more that I've got each day kind of a thing. 
Well, yeah, man. It's going to go to his head. <laughs> you you got to know. You got to have the metrics and, and know what people are liking and where you want to take the direction, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's interesting. I would say, you know, YouTube and that, like, they have all the, the YouTube studio analytics and whatever. And as much as I try all the time to, like, okay, this is what the people want. And then I'll I'll put it out there. And then it's like, no, it wasn't what the people wanted at all. It's 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 a complete mystery to me how how all that works. So I do my best, but I have no idea what I'm doing when it comes to that. No, no, nobody does. There's no such thing as an SEO wizard. They're they're all just uh, oil salesmen. Um, yeah. But you know, for every every person that you're like, I didn't put out content that they wanted. There's some people who are putting their hands up saying I liked it. Um, but more recently what's really exciting is listening to you guys talk on your discord channel which has been an awesome community place i've been talking about this patreon and about these kickstarter events that i know cameron's been a part of and what i would myself say is like more or less like publishing add-on content for tabletop rpgs and so we have this whole range of creating physical things 3d writing up content as well as you guys have also done stuff with audio so is there anything you haven't done i'm sure there's something but we we try and we try and tackle as many things as we can right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> scope creep really gets a whole oh. people have a real big tendency to to get one idea and be ready to roll with that and then 20 minutes later there's nine other things that are now spinning off of it and another 10 weeks worth of writing and stuff to do and it's yeah it's, it's it can be hard to manage that at times but it's just the nature of the beast i guess well would you say that's, that's is that like a part of your process in a way you just spitball and then watch where it goes a lot yeah i mean you know we'll we'll do stuff um we'll come up with i mean we were just before this call we were on a brainstorming call and we we're saying hey you know, what should we do for, for this month of the Patreon? Or like, what should the theme be for this? And like one, one thing will spitball into another where like Cameron was like, what if we did like a, uh, we, were, we were talking about like campy, like Christmas spells, right? Cause we're like, we gotta have something that's like Christmas oh, for, yeah. the, for the, you know, December, you know? And it's like, well, what about like a chimney spell where you can go like, you know, summon a chimney and go inside of any like structure, even though there isn't one there or whatever. And then we're talking, oh, like the art for the spell could look like this. And then, you know, well, this spins off that or it just it happens all the time. Or we'll come up, you know, camera will be like, hey, we should do this, um, this like outsider, which is kind of like our deities. And then it's like, well, what if we did a bard subclass that's all oriented to that? And then, well, what if we had, you know, spells for them? And then what if, we, you know, so it just it, it it's it's a it's a snowball effect right and so we try we try our absolute best to like come up with a, as many things as we can and then be like all right now let's let's trim the fat down to what we can we, we can actually manage in this time frame or afford a lot of the time so yeah so it, and if you were to take some of those that 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 creative process and if you were to say like okay I want to say these are actionable things that someone who aspires to be in your shoes. Uh, what are some points from that that you would say like, hey, okay, we've we've tried this with this kind of process. These are things that work and what, what hasn't worked necessarily. So I guess um, like at this point now I've done, I've been a part of three different Kickstarters uh, that had books oriented with all 5e stuff and then 3D prints and writing and that, and then Cameron has been a part of now two of those. Um, and actually, you you he proofread a third too. And one of the things I think we can both agree on is that organization in any of it is incredibly important. Um, figuring out where your stuff is and you know who's working on what, where is it at in the process, what can we handle, who is dealing with this thing. Um, even if, you know, even if it's just two or three people, that's it's ridiculous how much of a time suck it can be if you're like, hey, didn't we talk about doing X? And then both people are like, uh, yeah, I think <laughs> like let's do the search in the Discord and try and find it. So that would be a big like if you're looking at if you're looking at starting something, 
get some kind of a system of organization because it's not it's not the like glamorous thing that everyone's like oh yeah you know do this and you'll be you know mine is figure out a system of organization and get it all together so you know where stuff is because otherwise it just gets to be way too much to handle i would say too that um kind of i guess a, a different direction organization is great i'm not organized by like nature so that's something that yeah like dylan said there's times where so one thing that dylan isn't just like someone that like i met on discord and now we're like like we've become friends or whatever dylan's actually the one that introduced me to D D in the first place um we we live in town together we met through a mutual friend and so i learned i learned to play D D for the first time with him like four and a half years ago and then it immediately just became something where we hit it off and now it's to the point where we're like like business partners or whatever and um but like dylan's a night owl and i have two very little kids and so there's times where like three in the morning i get woken up to to do something and i'm like oh i just had this random idea let's jot this down and i'm gonna message it to dylan knowing that he's not gonna read this until six hours from now but this is just hey man random idea let's just let's just kind of take this and run with it and see what happens but um but going off of that though one of the the things that i would say is really important to tell people is never think an idea is stupid right off the bat because there's been there's been times where like it might be like uh just like a stupid meme that i share with him and then he's like dude what if we did what if we did a subclass based around that and then it's like oh yeah and then we could we could have spells that are like this then that that take this really dumb initial idea and translate it mechanically into 5e and now now we have oh man this is cool this is an actual kind of subclass that's fleshing out that really just kind of started as like a tongue-in-cheek joke but so don't ever think that something just right off the bat is too dumb to to just bounce it off or whatever somebody else and then a lot of times it's just about how can this mechanically be reverse engineered into something that would fit the game mm -hmm. I was going to say, bouncing off of that, Cameron, another big thing that, that we run into a lot on the more creative side of it is, like, just inspiration from weird sources where, I, I you know, I was reading a book the other night and not to ruin too much, but it was talking about this evil thing that was being transported into town and the guy had all these instructions on what he could and couldn't do with the box. And I was like, dude, wouldn't it be cool if in the encounter there's a box that the characters have to transport and there's a vampire inside of it. And that's why there's all these specific instructions because you can't, you know, open it in sunlight or carry it over running water and all this kind of thing. And so like, I think, and even watching like, you know, we'll watch TV shows, we'll look at memes, we'll find images. We'll very often look at older editions of D&D, like 3.5, where we got kind of our roots. And we'll say what, you know, what exists out there that we can transform or you know convert into something for other people to use and what you know what do we get inspired by so you know if other people are there how do we you know how do we get into this like find stuff that inspires you because that's the stuff that you're going to be most excited to write about and work on i love that i also since i <laughs> since starlight's still you know story based i might have to steal some iteration of a vampire in a box that's a that's an amazing <laughs> smuggling heist job or something like that but yeah everything you said rings so true to me um my job is very like my day job is very high performer and everything you said it translates not only in the creative space to everything else is like you have nothing's uh, too dumb. You have to be, you can't be afraid to fail. You, it's only through failure we move forward. It's, you got to have the, the freedom to try a bunch of different things. And even if, even if, you know, you're trying a bunch of things, there does have to be some sort of method to that. And you guys have really, um, are, are really displaying, um, a high level of this and it, and it's apparent in the work, uh, which, by the way, the art um, for the Patreon, this like crazy vampire monster thing is insane. I definitely signed up uh, onto the criticalcrafting.com to get the PDF. So I haven't opened it yet, but I'm hoping it's in there. But Cameron, you kind of touched on something that I really want to get into, which is every story has its humble beginnings. Both of your guys' began 
it sounds like, as kids or teenagers and has grown into this. Tell me a little bit more about that and the journey to these creative mediums. Yeah, I was, so for me specifically, um, I have been playing D&D now for like four and a half years, roughly four, four and a half years. Um, and so I'm, I'm late to the hobby. I'm, I'm 31. So I was 27 or whatever. And, um, just through a mutual friend, uh, said I, it was one of those things where it was like, Oh, D and D that was always something I thought would have been cool to try, but I never knew anybody that played or that could teach me how to play. And so, um, this guy there was like, Oh, well this, this, one of my friends from high school, he, he plays D and D he's been running it forever. He makes his own terrain. He's got a YouTube channel and, um, I, I'll, I'll see if he's ever going to be running like a game or whatever. And then it turned into me texting my brother and saying, Hey, this would be something you might like. Do you want to go check, check this out? And then my wife's brother and then my sister's husband. And so like it, it made it less weird because I knew a lot of the people that were going to this and it was first time for all of us. And we just showed up at Dylan's house and went down in the basement and could have easily turned into like a criminal minds episode or something like ended up being fun and we had a lot of we had a blast obviously and um shortly thereafter like i was already thinking of like new characters to make and like oh man D i would i would love to try being a, a dungeon master sometime and then just whatever down the road i kind of pitched dylan an idea and he had me run like a little one shot and, and then i was just kind of hooked from there and then the rest is history so well first off uh, that was an epic fail on my part. Just was like, you know, you guys knew yourself as kids and then you just, boom, now nah, I was 27. So <laughs> apologies on that. That was me. No, that was the, uh, Dylan's got the history though. Uh, well, so I was I was the, the kiddo that I wandered into a Barnes & Noble one day when I was like 12 and I saw the, back then it was 3-5, so it was the black dragon box, not the, you know, classic red box that everyone talks about now and uh I, I you know i saw this and it was like me and my brother and i had no money and i was like dude like we just got a birthday money you want to like go in together on this game and he's like uh you know he's always been like the sporty type so i kind of had to like talk him into it like come on you know so we we got this game and then him and i you know we would play it and i i you know, back then had no idea what I was doing. I was trying, I would go to the library and get like D&D for dummies. It just made it more complicated, you know, uh, but loved it. Like I, I loved making the stories. I was making little like note cards for new monsters and all kinds of stuff. And absolutely just, just adored the game. Um, but back then, you know, the back, back in my day, the internet wasn't exactly what it is now. So it was one of those you're looking really good for the dinosaur age, my friend. Yeah, no, yeah, thank you. So it, it was it was one of those things where like, we didn't really have like a local community or like a way of finding them. And everyone that we could find was a lot older. So it's kind of just me and like my brothers that played with the minis that we had. I started collecting minis. Now I have more minis than I think anybody probably should, but I just keep getting more because I want more and I need them. So, you know, uh, but so started collecting them and then played for a while uh, just with my brothers and then for a while, you know, wasn't playing for a bit and then in college kind of got back into it, had a group of like college buddies that wanted to play. So we were kind of running things again. And when I moved back here to Fort Wayne, um, my youngest brother, who had been the one that was like begging me to play deity, like we go on like a road trip with the family and like in a hotel for a single evening. And he's like, dude, you gotta, you gotta bring your minis. Like you gotta run D and D. I'm like, dude, we, we've got like a, an hour and a half in a hotel room. What, what are we going to do? But like, okay, I'll run it, you know? And, and so when I moved back, he's like, dude, like and he lived in town at the time. He goes, you gotta run it again. Like you gotta, you gotta get back into D and D. And I was like, I don't know. You know, it's it's really time consuming and that. He's like, well, you, you know, you just got to do it, man. Just run it. And I was like, okay, you know, I'll run, I'll run the session. We'll see how it goes, right? Well, so I was looking at my maps and I was like, I don't really like any of these. Like I'd been using a few things to try and build them online, but I was like, I kind of want to make my own. And so I got online, I started looking around and there's people making like terrain and like 3D stuff out of foam. And... I have a sculpture degree, which I wasn't using at the time because I was working in insurance. So I was like, well, 
here's a chance to use my sculpting degree and have a little bit of fun, right? Oh, yeah. So, so I started making my own stuff and, and running, you know, D&D for everybody out of the basement, building a whole bunch of terrain, making monsters out of dollar store stuff. And after a while, people were like, dude, you got to start sharing this with people. And I'm like, okay. So made the YouTube channel, started sharing, you know, the, the stuff I was making. Uh, and then enough people started seeing it that I got picked up by um, Danny Guerrero from 3D Printed Tabletop, Lost Adventures Co. Uh, he hired me on to, to write for the Lost Dragons book and then do the art direction for it. And then the same thing for Lost Adventures Volume 1. Lost Adventure Volume 2, and now Uncharted Lands, the most recent Kickstarter, I did pretty much all the art direction for. Um, and then Cameron has done a bunch of the writing for. So it's kind of crazy because uh, I was I was talking to someone the other day, and I was like, yeah, I kind of started as like a 12-year-old kid in Barnes & Noble picking up a black dragon box, and here I am now, and it's my full-time job. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty awesome. And it's crazy because you, you never know where life is going to take you. And who knows, if mm -hmm. you pick up the red dragon box, you, you might, you know, you might just be sitting at that insurance company wanting to get yeah. crafted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, and the crazy thing too is like the the position that I got with, you know, Lost Adventures, like anyone who's like trying to get into stuff, it wasn't like a, oh, all of a sudden, here you go, like here's a job and write and do, you know, it was a long haul sort of a thing. Um, and I And I got picked up because he saw my stuff on Facebook. It was like, this is super creative. I love this. Like, would you like to talk with me? Like, we just kind of became friends. And then from there, started making cool stuff. So it's just something that it can evolve from anywhere. And if you got cool ideas, put them out there because you never know what's going to happen. Right. And that's one of the cool things about the Discord communities now. And especially yours. yours your guys are super active. But like making those meaningful conversations and connections is so much more accessible these days it's it really is a treat we live in a great time oh absolutely yeah i mean years ago like it, again what the funny thing is i'll tell my grandparents like this is what i'm doing they're like and people pay for that and i'm like you'd be amazed how many people will pay for that they pay a premium yeah yeah yes sir and the work that you you've done dylan is is phenomenal and it's really fun to get those updates i Personally, uh, I've been having a lot of fun running the space opera. So my first thing that I gravitated Ooh. towards was seeing the space terrain with that kind of like shiny purpley. I loved it. And I was like, man, OK, that that's something for me to try and do at some point. Thank you. I, I'm excited to hear that someone liked the space paint terrain because that's like my worst performing video of all time. So it's just so good to hear someone say they liked it oh no i'm the guy who raised his hand of the shadows that's right you were i, I love like that's what makes it worth it though like it really does to put those things because i was like i'm so excited about this like i'm putting it out there people are gonna love it and then when you know i'm i'm good with the one guy raising it from the shadows i'm fine with that it's just it's nice to hear it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely it, it's 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 affirming and so uh, like dylan you've been doing a lot of cool things and now i'm going to kind of like pivot over here to cameron tell me a little bit now because it seemed like you were the more so the host for the podcast is that still going on um is there a plan to continue that what's what are you thinking with that um that's actually kind of like the million dollar question right now um it's uh I honestly don't even remember how it stemmed, but it was it, it happened pretty much at the same time that COVID did, where we had Dylan and I, and then his younger brother, Christian, who's on it a lot. Three of us had been, for a long time, um, we were we were noticing that D&D, we normally seemed to have, when, before when we were playing in person a lot, um, back then still, uh, pre-COVID, we would play for like three weeks. We would play once a week for three weeks and then take a week off. And that was kind of what our standard schedule would be. But we would play for four hours and then the game would be over. And then we would all kind of leave Dylan's basement and transition up to the kitchen and start talking about the session we just played as. And we'd, we'd talk for 30, 45, an hour, whatever. And then it'd be like, okay, well, it's now like 11 o'clock and it's late. And so we'd start like walking out to the, the driveway and then we'd start talking again by our cars. And we'd, we would have all these conversations that in hindsight were like, 
there was actually some really good like topics that we we just kind of discussed about different um themes or different like um mechanical stuff that like the things that we noticed the dm did when that was stuff that after the fact like oh that makes sense now and so then we started thinking like maybe there's people out there that would enjoy to hear some of these conversations and maybe the, a podcast would be a, a good kind of platform for this type of thing and it just kind of was born out of that and um basically just let's have these same conversations but let's just put a microphone in front of it and um we had a lot of fun doing that and it originally was going to be kind of like part of the youtube channel but it was kind of a different demographic and everything because it's not really crafting related so we made it more of like a spin-off thing and that's why the logo is really similar and just kind of like a, we call it like the sister channel or whatever and um now that the 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 patreon is now more of a thing in the spotlight we did a lot of stuff with the the podcast and we we talked about a lot of things that we really wanted to talk about um we interviewed a lot of really cool people and had fun doing it and it it started to get to the point where we were like well i don't really know what we would talk about this time so Maybe we, we did a couple sessions where we were um, recording just some different like kind of one shots just for fun and um, different game systems and stuff. And so I think the podcast may live on in bits uh, and pieces and be more so we're thinking maybe like, a, hey, we had the opportunity to interview X. So let's let's do it as the podcast and release it that way. So, um, but I think right now it's more so on Treon has really kind of taken over the the majority of our time and energy Mm -hmm. yeah oh totally and the beautiful part about podcast right is if you're not telling a story that has to like you have a deadline you got to get on to for the next episode or whatever you know people aren't really paying you for that they are enjoying it but you can put the microphone in front of yourself when you feel like you have that spark of inspiration or something you want to share and it's been really cool for me. I, you know, I've listened to uh, quite a bit of it, and I've I have a lot of people in my life because one of my missions is to introduce more athletes to the creative world, um, and so I've kind of like your your guys's podcast has been am- amongst a myriad of like people's. I mean, like you should listen to this to get a little bit more of an idea. Um, so I know it's been helpful to to people that I've thrown it out to and personally for me i really enjoyed listening to when you guys um did a little bit of a teaser through i think it i can't remember if it was a kickstarter but it was this kind of like viking-esque norse feeling yeah yeah what was that called oh uh, that was thrones is it, i can never remember it was thrones and bones or thrown and bones yep. i get in trouble when i when i use the s which one is it cameron <laughs> um you're putting me on the spot i i thrones and bones yeah that's um uh, thrones mm-hmm. and bones he's great yes it's it's great uh we're actually we are planning on doing another another one of those for for the um podcast because one, we, one of the stretch goals that his kickstarter unlocked yeah right so uh we're doing we're doing a playtest through a lot of it and we've done I think two for it now and then we have another one that's coming up which is i mean we've had a blast like some of his some of his ideas i absolutely love them like the milk kitten or whatever it was just the most crazy monsters that they're just so fun like they're fun to run uh because they're just off the wall kind of a thing yeah that that's that's thrones and bones and we are planning on doing another um released with that one we just got the pdf i think last week for the the play test on it but yes absolutely love that so when when you get the like that stuff i'm sure it's like a kid on christmas day but how does it feel to see your own work that your own writing being put out there it's it's incredible so i've now this is this is the fun well fun and not so fun part is like i did Pretty much the whole Lost Dragons book, pretty much most of the Lost Adventures Volume One book, uh, and both of those now have are waiting to be put into like physical format. So like I've held like the the what do you call it uh, the proof right? Okay. And like just holding the proof is just like I I, literally, I went outside. I took a picture of me like spinning in the grass like from. <laughs> Like, uh, what's that movie? Um, 
Oh my gosh, I'm not gonna be able to think of it. With the the, the sound of music, it, me with the book with the sound of music kind of cover on it. So very exciting. I mean, it's it's amazing to like hold a physical book in your hands that has your writing in it, or to like have somebody go, yeah, this person wrote you know for my for my book. Um, so it's it's incredible, especially now. Like Cam and I were talking the other day, and we're like, dude. We're gonna have to like put up a bookshelf with the number of different projects mm -hmm. and like books that we're writing for mm -hmm. <laughs> because it, they're 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 piling up at this point. Yeah, which is amazing. So I guess that kind of is a good segue, right? For mm -hmm. now, what you guys are uh, want to do with the Patreon, which is getting released in twenty two days and some odd hours, if I if uh -huh. my math is correct. <laughs> There's so many cool things about that. I mean, I had one of my friends reach out to me and, and he was talking about one of the spells uh, that looks like it's going to be released in there. And I think he actually commented on it. It's the Vampiric Touch one. It's a lower level. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he, he was excited because he's like, I've always wanted to use like the third level version of this spell, but it's too powerful. Because, you know, most players in D, &D uh, a lot of campaigns the average game runs from like first to third really or third to fifth so sometimes the higher level yeah. stuff's hard to get out but it looks like you guys are bringing a lot to the table cool what i mean i know that it's a bit of a secret and you can't you got to keep some cards close but you got to share a little bit about it yeah we we can definitely share um some of the stuff that that's going on so um I'm trying to think. What I guess, I guess what what would you like to know and we can we can fill you in that way. How about that? But yeah, yeah, totally. Um I guess so I guess what do some of like kind of like the upcoming projects look like for it? Cuz I know it's coming off of like the it sounds like almost like in a way a little bit of a sister or brother to the Critical Crafting channel as its Patreon. So, my first guess right from the YouTube would be like it's going to be like maybe designs that aren't going to be on the youtube but then you have this whole other aspect of things that you're writing so is it are you looking at more at making adventures and spells and monster editions like kind of what's your focus or is it the whole gambit so it's it's everything um and we the reason we we kind of decided to do this was because Cameron and i have been writing so much for other people's projects and then we you know, when we switched to 5e, we were finding that we had a lot of stuff where, um, like some of our players, one of our players was playing a vampire shadow dancer from 3.5. We're like, dudes, we're converting to 5e. And he's like, cool. Like, how do I convert my vampire shadow dancer to 5e? And I was like, that's the fun part. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> and he just, and his face I, was grouped. Yeah, and he was, he was so forlorn, and we said, okay, you know, that's dumb that there aren't, like, why why isn't there a vampire shadow dancer type thing in, in 5e? Why isn't there, why can't you play a lich or, you know, a werewolf or whatever? And so that the idea kind of stemmed from that of saying, let's look at those things that 5e doesn't have and that got lost when we transferred from older editions into this one and try and start bringing them back. So we wanted to take the channel and say like, look, we have this great audience with the channel and they love like the crazy ideas that we're coming up with like crafting wise, like here's some really cool ideas for your actual campaign, like writing wise and that. And then the, the goal too is to say, okay, like it's not really part of the Patreon, but to do like a monthly video for the channel that will relate to our release for the Patreon. So saying like, you know, we make this monster that's this cool, unique thing. And then we do a video for the channel on how you make it. Or, you know, you've got some um, for the fall. Let's say you got a fall festival. Here's how you make some pumpkins and scarecrows to fill in your, your festival. So, um, but, but to kind of go back to, you know, is it adventures, is it monsters? It's everything. It's it's spells. It's character classes, subclasses. Um, you know the 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 stat blocks, the adventures, the I can't magic items. Like it, literally everything is in some capacity is being included um, in the Patreon. So there were there's a lot my of things too. Of rambling. <laughs> there were a lot of things too that was we were kind of looking at what other people are offering. Um, 
I mean, from like Dylan said, when we started, when he started playing, it was it was third edition and 3.5. And so that's what we all learned too, because that's what Dylan was still playing. And so with it only having been within the last six or nine months or whatever, when we finally made the switch to fifth edition, a lot of our roots are in those older editions where like like 3.5 had no exaggeration between classes and prestige classes. There were 990 of them between all of the core books and all the splat books that were put out. And so you you could have played as literally anything you possibly wanted to. And so then that was kind of the like the the sticker shock for us then when we switched to 5e and all of a sudden here's 12 classes you can pick from and oh there's there's subclasses now and they they kind of change it just a little tiny bit and just add a little bit more flavor to each one and so that was as we started looking then at, at these options that aren't there and thinking how can we provide more options for people as we looked at other content creators it seemed like the overwhelming majority of stuff that's out there are are dm options where there's new monsters with stat blocks there's maybe some items that you can use for loot for your characters maybe here's a couple of spells and then that's a, a lot of times what we were seeing and so we were like that's great that those things are there but there's also so many player options that 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 should be there that aren't and so one of the things that we from the get-go wanted to make sure that our our our, our product is different is that we're putting just as much focus on player options as, as we are on the dm options each month and so where like, next month for instance i don't know dylan how much we're reviewing here but review we, it we all we have a we have a brand new fifth edition class that we're dropping for the Patreon. Um, it's a it's a class that we actually wrote for our for our friend in our group um, to make it so his class. And um, without getting too much into it, we it's it's called the Sun Scorned. Um, you can kind of let your mind wander with what that means. But so that it's an entire levels one through twenty five e class. Um, three three complete subclasses that go with it that let you focus on different aspects of how to play that character. Um, but we have other future months. We have brand new player races to play as. Um, we've got um, new spells specifically for the classes that we're doing or um, the subclasses. We have new racial abilities. And so all sorts of stuff that are making it so that because honestly, obviously people, not everyone out there is, is a dungeon master. The majority of people are the players. But we wanted it to be something where even players could come to our Patreon and be like, well, man, I'm not running D&D, but I would love to play as this new race or this new class that everybody's talking about. So let me get this information and see if my DM is cool with us working this into our game. That That's awesome. And one of the things that's that's really cool is your guys' art is beyond professional. Uh, <laughs> it, it, seriously, some some the art that I've seen for some of the things so far, you could put on a print or it would be in a book for sure. So you guys have spared no detail in terms of what what's written on it how it how it's presented how it looks i'm a little bit curious though so what what is your process i know for testing these out a, a lot of people get worried and you see it a lot on like reddit and stuff about people kind of saying like well okay does it actually work uh what, what's a little bit of the process for testing it out mechanics wise and stuff like that so we have, it's kind of a work in progress thing where one, we, you know, now that I've been working through all a bunch of 5e stuff for years now with the writing and that, I have a pretty good judge of a lot of it, um, especially like stat blocks. Stat blocks are easy. They're pretty darn easy to, to measure in that. It's more in the class areas, the classes, the feats, the magic items and spells and that. That's where things get a little more dicey. Uh, and it can be a little more, well, is this really inappropriate? You know, is that a right? Is that the right rarity? Is that an appropriate spell level? Most of it we look and we'll look at existing 5e items. We'll even look at other um, third party, you know, source material and say, does it fit within this range? Because believe it or not, a lot of 5e stuff, as much as people would like to say it's balanced, if you read most of any Reddit, even the stuff Watsy puts out, really isn't all that well balanced <laughs> so what we do we do our absolute best to make it as balanced as we possibly can um, our goal right now then is to put it out into our patreon community and say here you know here you go and then we will have a uh, specific section of the discord for people to share playtesting feedback or feedback saying 
dude, what in the world? Like this, this spell wrecked my entire party or whatever. Uh, and then the goal is to take that material, take that feedback. And then uh, down the line, if we say, yeah, we, you know, we got to update that is then to release updated versions uh, that say, okay, yep, you know, we've updated this spell. We found these playtest, you know, material that it didn't quite work out the way we thought it would. And so, you know, here you guys go. Here's the updated version sort of a thing. That's that's our thought process right now. We're still kind of working out the kinks on on how all that's going to play out. But um, Cameron, did I leave anything out of that? We also, um, all of the guys in our in our D and D group are always happy to test stuff for us too. So we'll sometimes just kind of like break from the game and maybe run something online where we're just like, hey, we're gonna just do some basically like um, danger room scenarios where it's like, hey, this is just a random encounter and here's some monsters we're gonna throw at you guys. We just want to see how bad it is, and then we just kind of take some um, feedback from that, which is good. Um, but yeah, the uh, it's kind of funny because. Um, I would say it's a lot of times it's like 95% of everything Dylan and I see eye to eye on, but I feel like the one place that we sometimes will butt heads on is when it comes to balancing stuff. Um, I'm, I'm definitely more so the one between the two of us who's just like, who cares if it's balanced? Let's just make it cool. And in, in my own opinion, which obviously is not right or wrong maybe, but in my own opinion, I've, I'm of the mindset where let's make something cool. Let's make something where people want to use it. And if it ends up being anything, let's make it a little bit overpowered because it's easier for, I think, a dungeon master to dial things back on the fly than for us to give them something that's balanced to the point that maybe it's too weak, like some of Watsy stuff. And now they're left in a position where due to action economy, they threw a monster at some at their party that's in two rounds is almost dead. And now they're having to on the fly, try and beef it up and make it a challenge again. So yeah, that's the one place where we're kind of like, he's like, well, let's look at it mechanically. And I'm like, let's just make it cool. And we just kind of go back and forth sometimes. But yeah, it's, it's a nice like America Idol, Simon and Paula relationship. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that, that's a great, that's great. <laughs> it helps it helps balance it out right <laughs> oh definitely but if you guys ever need to put up like a little like quote that's the quote to describe you guys i think there you go <laughs> okay guys well this has been really cool i i think i have one one last question and it's just kind of building a little bit of excitement behind the magic that you're making for each of you guys what is the one thing you're creating for the patreon that you're most excited to release and if, if you can't say what it is maybe the second most or third most we can go down the line you want to go first Dylan? um sure let me think there's so much of it um so for me while i do a ton of the writing and stuff what really excites me the most is the art direction so um like you were saying isaac we have we have some incredible artists that work with us um ari welly julie um beto uh there's a bunch on like Fiverr, Dreamcatcher, Shredder Demet. Like we we have a whole bunch of artists. Flavius. They're incredible. Yeah, Flavius. Oh my gosh, I I would have felt horrible. Alexander. Like we've got so many JDS art. I'll I, again I'll forget them because there's just so many of them. Link uh, them on our website. Exactly, and that that was one big thing. Like when we were making this, I said I you know as a sculptor by by degree or whatever it's like i don't want to forget our artists i don't want to leave them out i want to put them out there and make other people see that amazing art and know who made it so that they can get you know some props for their incredible work mm -hmm. so for me i get most excited about the art stuff even though i love doing the writing i love seeing it all put together like with the beautiful formatting uh, by chris knowles that he you know worked with us on like beautiful but I love the art. And for me, the thing for October that I am the most excited about is all chap enter cap because I can't, I just cannot. He's just my favorite. Like he, he's, he's moving forward and we're, we're going to, we're going to carry him forward in some unexpected ways. Um, but he's just so much like for me, he's so fun. Like as a character taking the enter cap and then giving them like a top hat and a vest and like a little pipe and a monocle and having him have like his own magical shop inside of his top hat that you can go like that it's just crazy right and that's like that's that's the kind of thing that i just absolutely love so for me 
Ultra Ladder Cap has to be the thing that I am just absolutely the most excited about because he's just so fun and out there. <laughs> well, okay, okay. I'm just going to butt in right here right now. That's sure. so cool. I think <laughs> it's on the website, right? The picture of old chap Edder Cap. Yes, he um, is out there. So we'll make sure we get some links for all of this, for the artist, for the <laughs> website. All of that will be down in the show notes. But I should ask for some permission. Once once the Patreon's out, because in, my, in, in Starlight, we're getting to a point where I think the players are going to want to start setting up shop and like finding that person that they go to. When it's released, can I use some form some variation form of Mr. Old Chap Better Cap in there. We'll have to see what it is, but it sounds very intriguing for okay. sure. <laughs> okay, I would not do it without your permission, but maybe we could just talk about a cameo. A cameo appearance. He, he He's going to be a fun cameo style character. The whole reason that we wrote him was because I said, you know, how often is it that as a DM, your players are in like a dungeon or some forest and they're down to their last, you know, hit point. They got nothing left, right? Mm. And you're like, crap. Like, we got this big boss literally, like, around the corner. And how am I going to give them anything? Well, the idea was that Ochap Edercap, like, he's got his traveling little shop inside of his top hat. And he's an Edercap. Like, and where do you find people to buy magical items or potions or weapons? Well, in a dungeon or a dangerous forest. So he's wandering about searching for some people to buy his stuff. Like Legend of Zelda rule number one. I, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, so that that's that's my that's my excitement piece that I just can't every time I look at it, it just makes me smile. So That's awesome. And what about for you, Cameron? Um yeah, the, the art direction has been a lot of fun. Um that's Dylan's that's Dylan's like territory, but I've, I've been able to kind of take a backseat to it and be able to weigh in on a lot of stuff, which has been a lot of fun. And I would say, so right now it's, um, the, we're still in the first half of September. We're, we're already working on stuff through February of next year already. And so we have so much stuff and it's been a lot of fun where there's been ideas that started as, like I said earlier, just kind of random off the wall things that we just kind of took and fleshed out and seeing these ideas now that are now growing into entire releases but for me i think i'm i'm really excited for what we're what we're coming what's coming in november um and we we put a lot of time into some really evocative artwork then i'm taking and now writing the adventure for and it's gonna be yeah it, it we wanted to Part of the thing that we wanted to really stress with this entire thing is that not everybody wants to sit down and play the lawful good paladin every time where you're just you're always there to to save the day because you want to just be heroic. And so but at the same token, not everybody also is going to is, is into the whole murder hobo thing. You know, what I mean, there's there's a that's a sliding scale. I mean, there's the the anti hero. There's the Anakin Skywalker where you you think you're doing the right thing, but maybe it's for the wrong reason, you know, and so. A lot of our stuff then is is kind of where it's 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 more it's more on the evil end of the spectrum it's more morally ambiguous and so we're we're taking that and i think really pushing the envelope with some of the writing we're doing for the adventures um i've had a lot of fun myself really kind of getting into the the cartography for it we're, we're releasing battle maps with our adventures um and doing a lot of stuff through incarnate with that and so um really just kind of learning that aspect of it and Making an idea that started as, like I said, just pitching and spitballing an idea to Dylan and seeing how it's grown out now into uh, an otherworldly deity and a a really big apocalyptic scenario that's going on and a subclass that fits into it and a race that fits into it and now monsters that fit into it and spells and items and how all of it kind of comes together into this this monthly adventure that we're going to be releasing. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm very excited for just the all the little pieces of the puzzle coming together for this big picture and just um, finally being able to share all of this stuff we've been working on. I'm glad you brought up the the whole morally ambiguous thing because that is something that we're including in basically every adventure is there's at least one portion that says, here's a morally ambiguous option. So let's say your players don't want to go and murder the giant vampire spawn and they're like, nah, 
that town, we don't care about them. Like, big giant vampire spawn guy, like, you got a job for us? We'll work for you instead, kind of a thing. So we're trying to... Because we've run into over and over again with players is they always do the thing you least expect, right? Like, that's that's just... Every time, right? Yeah. So we said, let's let's take at least one of those variants and give you an option where you've got the guys that are like, nah, we don't care about that. We care about money. And we're like, here you go. Here's a variant option for those players kind of thing. So we're, we're trying to do something a little bit different with some more morally ambiguous, potentially evil characters here and there where 5e really hasn't done anything. Um, like 3.5 had evil character options, Book of Vile Darkness, Heroes of Horror, that kind of a thing, and it hasn't really been done. So we're looking at doing a little bit more of that, which to us is super exciting. No, that's awesome. Especially it, it gives the opportunity for that. Uh, a lot of people want the character arc where they not. It doesn't make sense all the time for characters to start off good. Sometimes they start off bad and they have that arc where they come out of it or they're finding their way. I mean, look at Critical Role Campaign 2. Uh, one of the like. I really like the good guy story, like the ch when I'm listening to it, and so. But they they started off pretty ambiguous, in my opinion, and work their way up to being more of a heroes. And I love that you guys are providing the opportunity to go dark. You're providing the opportunity to, to have this beautiful arc, um, and just really putting in all these contingencies. And really, so earlier when I asked what was going on with the Patreon. It really is this full-on DLC package right here in in that just that it sounds like there's a lot of thought going into it and and a lot of love and I'm very excited. Now I was already excited for the 22 days, but now I I'm going to keep that counter up and I think everyone else should. <laughs> uh well so guys, it's been a, it's been a real pleasure. I know it's uh, quite a bit later than on your time zone than over here in rainy seattle if uh people want to get a hold of you if they want to find your stuff or even get involved with your community where are the places they can go for that sure uh so the first one right now uh would be critical-crafting.com uh, that's kind of the, the first place you can find us uh we also have a discord group the critical crafting discord which i don't know cameron's the master of the discord i I'm terrible at it. He he is in charge of how that works. I don't know if we can share a link, um, or an invite, or something uh, to that well, one. We have we have all of that on our on our critical dash crafting website, and we have right. links to all the socials and everything from there too. Yeah. So there's a but, and we got you know we have the Facebook page, we have the YouTube channel. So if you look up critical crafting on YouTube, you can find us. Basically, everything links to everything else. Um, so if you go to the YouTube channel or to the website, you can find basically all of our, our socials and that and get a hold of us. And as usual, for you, our dear listeners, you will find all of those in the show notes below, as well as links to all of the beautiful music and where you can find the creators of them. Uh, so with that, thank you, Spacers. And it was a real, real pleasure having the folks from Critical Crafting on, Dylan Cameron, that was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. It was a blast. Thanks for having us.